ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. This is Roundabout Season 2, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. (laughs) (laughs) You will be right Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have, like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. (laughs) This was, like, wilderness. A lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, (laughs) you you were different. Like, you were real different, bro. I can't really put my finger on it. And so much more. Just goes to show that unexpected things sometimes are the best when it comes to a road trip. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now with new episodes rolling out every Thursday. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. The Sensemaker. Hello, I'm Tomini, and this is The Sensemaker from Tortoise. One story every day to make sense of the world. Today, how the president of FIFA overshadowed the World Cup before a ball had even been kicked. The winner to organise the 222 FIFA World Cup is Qatar. Ever since FIFA awarded the Men's Football World Cup to Qatar in 2010, the tournament has been beset by controversy. There's been a spotlight on Qatar following allegations of corruption in how the country won the bid, deaths of the migrant workers who helped build the country's infrastructure, and the country's attitude towards the LGBT community. What should be a celebration of the beautiful game has turned ugly. The tournament's organising committee were hoping that all the pre-tournament controversy would settle down and fans around the world would start to focus solely on the football. But what they didn't factor in is FIFA's president, Gianni Infantino. Today, I have uh, very strong feelings. I can tell you that. Today, I feel uh, Qatari. Today, I feel Arab. Today, I feel African. Today, I feel uh, gay. Today, I feel disabled. Today, I feel uh, a migrant worker. A day before the World Cup kicked off, Gianni Infantino launched into an extraordinary monologue at a press conference, defending his organization's decision to hold the World Cup in Qatar. This is a straight, able-bodied white man from Switzerland who earns £1.3 million a year saying that he feels like a gay, disabled, Arabic or African migrant worker. And to compound things, this came just two weeks after Infantino wrote a letter to the 32 participating countries, telling them to keep football and politics separate. In it, he said, We know football does not live in a vacuum, and we are equally aware that there are many challenges and difficulties of a political nature all around the world. 
but please do not allow football to be dragged into every ideological or political battle that exists. At FIFA, we try to respect all opinions and beliefs without handing out moral lessons to the rest of the world. His plea to keep politics and football separate has fallen on deaf ears, not least because he doesn't follow his own advice. But who is Gianni Infantino, and how did he become the most powerful person in world football? Sepp Blatter has finally said he's sorry that after being banned from football for eight years by the sports world governing body FIFA, it seems he's mostly sorry for himself. In a combative press conference in Zurich following the announcement of the ban by FIFA's Ethics Committee, Mr Blatter said he was still president of the organisation and the committee had no right to relieve him of his duties. The history of FIFA, the world football governing body, is littered with scandal. But the past decade has seen the organisation face a series of crises that eventually led to its former president, Sepp Blatter, being banned from all footballing activity for eight years. Blatter had been president of the organisation since 1998, but in 2015, he was suspended over ethics breaches when he was found to have made a £1.3 million disloyal payment to ex-UEFA boss Michel Platini. The payment was allegedly made to prevent Platini from challenging Sepp Blatter for the FIFA presidency. And so, with trust in FIFA at an all-time low, Gianni Infantino was elected FIFA's president in 2016. He had run on a ticket of cleaning up the organisation's act and democratising the game further around the world by giving football associations a greater say. And many people who deserve that FIFA is highly respected and we will restore the image of FIFA and the respect of FIFA. And everyone in the world will applaud us and will applaud all of you for what we'll do in FIFA. But since his arrival, it doesn't feel like much has changed. Before he became president of FIFA, he had risen the ranks of UEFA to become their secretary general in October 2009. Alongside that, he became a member of FIFA's reform committee charged with cleaning up the world football governing body. But Infantino's presidency hasn't been the cleanup act it was supposed to be. There's been no major reform of FIFA, despite promises to restore its image. Instead, Infantino's focus has been on expanding the number of teams who play in the World Cup, a long-standing aim of his predecessor, Sepp Blatter. If ever there was a moment to show that FIFA stands for fairness and openness, the Qatar World Cup was arguably it. Instead, it's been mired by FIFA threatening to punish players who protest in support of LGBT rights and by Infantino's own bizarre diatribe. Infantino ended his press conference saying, You want to criticize someone? Come to me. Criticize me. Here I am. You can crucify me. I'm here for that. He may be crucified by fans and vilified by some football associations, but he's here to stay. Last week, Infantino was guaranteed four more years in charge of football's governing body after no candidate stepped up to challenge him in next year's elections. It seems he still commands the support of the majority of the world's football federations. So you can be sure that between now and the next World Cup, politics and football will continue to collide under his leadership.
Thanks for listening to The Sensemaker from Tortoise. This episode was written by Andrew Butler and mixed by Patricia Clark. If you like this episode, I'm sure you'd love Tortoise's Sports Sensemaker newsletter. Each Friday, we try to make sense of what's going on, where the power lies, and sports' role in modern life. To sign up, follow the link in the episode description. The Sensemaker. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. This is Roundabout Season 2, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. (laughs) (laughs) You will be right. (laughs) Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have like... You know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. (laughs) This was like wilderness. A lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, (laughs) you, you were different. Like you were real different. I can't really put my finger on it. And so much more. Just goes to show that unexpected things sometimes are the best when it comes to a road trip. Roundabout season two, presented by Nissan, is live now with new episodes rolling out every Thursday. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. <laughs>